Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong with you? What's going on, everyone, and welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church, and we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh Loftus, and I'm here live, and by live, I mean actually in person. In the flesh, people. With the great, honorable Jack Berry. Captain yes, Jack. Sir. Yes, sir. You finally decided. I finally made it. You finally made it, dude. You finally decided. You. you did. You decided to uh, actually put some skin in the game. Make your way on up north yep, yep. to the the Great North, <laughs> the Great right? Yep, and joining me the Great um, Way Northy, Great Way. Well, not that far north. <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not that far north yet. Yeah. Um. But uh, make me uh, a very very happy man, and join That's me true. here in one of my favorite places, mm-hmm. Sacred Smoke. And yes. That is uh, in Marysville, Washington. If anyone's ever passing through, come on over to Sacred Smoke. Amazing cigar selection, amazing ambiance. First impressions when you walked in, because you just walked in about five minutes ago. Yeah, we went straight to the humidor, we got yep. cigars, and now yep. we're here. Yeah. It's, Why don't um, you give me first impressions while I light my cigar? Okay. Give me some time. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'll give Josh some some bleed time here. Um, man, it's uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> just probably ready to light old, me on fire it's a, right old, now. it's a big old lighter <laughs> listen to that flamethrower me for crying out loud <laughs> it's like a lightsaber um it it feels it's kind of like i don't know a more industrial smoky joe's kind of vibe i don't know it's a little bit more um loungier than uh i don't know than some other places I don't know. The decor is definitely there. So, decor is on point. That that humidor is really good. Really too. like the decor. The humidor is on point. The music is on point. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it, like the food is good. If you're here long enough and you get food, you'll like the food. Like yeah. it's fantastic. Um, it's just a great spot, and I'm really happy to be able to finally share it with you, dude. Yeah. Like welcome. It's welcome. nice. It's it nice is. here. It is nice here. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you got in a wreck because you were late. <laughs> 
But I remembered that's just that's that's just Jack Berry time. No, like, that's, <laughs> um, we used to call that inshallah time, <laughs> which means God's will. God wills it. <laughs> Deo uh, valente. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you said enchilada time, no. and I'm like, <laughs> is that I a? Mean, it, I mean, that too. Is that like a siesta too? joke? No. Like, <laughs> okay. Inshallah. No, that's ah. a that's a that's an Arabic joke. If okay. Anything. All but, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I got you. Usually, when people like when we are deployed, like people like. When our Afghan allies were late for something, they go, inshallah, inshallah, you know, whatever. And two hours, two hours later. (laughs) That is what it's like being your friend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I will admit, yeah, that's that's pretty much what it's like. Yeah. So we're here. We've got video going. Hopefully it lasts the whole time. If it doesn't, then this will be audio only, but we'll at least get a podcast out of the deal. Yeah, exactly. Jack, before we move on to what we're going to talk about, why don't you give us the reformatory cigar of the week, uh, of which we are smoking currently. We are smoking this currently. Yeah. Okay. Hit it. Hit us with it. So this, uh, so... September is for Sinistro. Josh and I are now doing this like Man, branding is on dude, point. Dude. We are we are you know August was for uh, apostates. Now September is for Sinistro. So we are doing the Sinistro. We're doing all lines of Sinistro. We're gonna mix it up. Uh, we're gonna talk about Sinistro cigars. This is probably like. So this is like Sinistro and Apostate are probably like Josh's like two favorite brands right now. Yeah. So I yeah, kind of have true. to I kind of have to like default to him on that because I'm kind of all over the place yeah, with fine. cigars. But so Josh recommended this one cigar called um, the Mister Desflorado, um, and I think Josh needs to give me a. Uh, reminder on wrapper filler binder. Yes. So but, I mean, so far, like I'm just I'm just into probably like the first third of this, and it's tasting really great. Oh yeah, it's smooth. So so for the longest time, the Rose of Sharon by Southern Draw was my favorite Connecticut, and and it's still like it is a fantastic Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I believe that Mister Desflorado by Sinistro has taken first place in my heart for Big the words. most flavorful Connecticut I've oh, ever had. Yeah. So check 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 out my my cigar bible here. Oh yeah. All right, you see that? Right? I've got the notes. So I made notes. You can see that. People, you see that? Josh see has what's the going on right there? Downs. Okay. So the Mr. Desperado. Uh, we got it in a Robusto. Yep. Okay. Uh, ring gauge is uh, well, this one. So I have the Toro. So the ring gauge on the fifty on on the Toro is fifty four, but we're looking at Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is this is for the filler. It's Dominican Republic, Nicaraguan, and Colombian. Okay. Oh, I remember you 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 hit me with yes. the Colombian, yeah, the Colombian, yep. Switch back on this, and that's <laughs> what gives this the amazing flavor. I'm convinced. So. With this, it's just it is such a fantastic stick in that it's 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 mild because it's it's a Connecticut, right? But it's not like so many Connecticut's just kind of die in flavor, right? Yeah, it's just kind of a one note thing because they're not trying to blow your very, socks off. Yeah, very bready or very like nutty or like you can definitely tell like Connecticut. This is actually, dude, I'm I'm liking this. Mm-hmm. This is definitely a good start to uh, 
the Sinistro lineup yeah. we have for yeah. the folks here. Yeah, and I'm September. not I'm not normally a Connecticut guy. Like I like darker cigars. But this Connecticut, man, it is a fantastic like early morning breakfast cigar is when I would have this, yeah. right? Um, a lot of floral notes, really sweet. A uh, little bit of earthy on the beginning, but it's that it's it's the back notes that come through at the end where you're getting the fruit, the floral, and it just I was talking with James, the owner of Sinistro, about this stick, and he said that in he, this in this very same in spot, this, like in this very same a couple spot, weeks ago, exactly. Right? It was amazing, <laughs> and he was talking about he did an experiment when he was over in Colombia, I think it was, testing these sticks out. Is he would smoke the darkest Maduros all day, like he would smoke like one an hour, right? And then at the very end, his last stick, he wanted to see if the flavors of the Desperado still came through after having an entire day. Of smoking just Maduros, and he said he could still taste the flavors coming wow. off of the Desperado. Okay. So it's a fantastic stick. I think we paid what nine bucks for this guy. Yeah, something like that. MSRP so, is anywhere between nine to eleven, I would say. Yeah, depending upon where you're at. But yeah, so it's kind of in the wheelhouse of apostate. Starting out strong uh, for the September is for Sinistro, which I'm still really happy about that branding with the Mister Desperado. <laughs> it's their newest Connecticut on the market. Make sure to go get it. And you know what to do, folks. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. So today we're going to tackle a, I think, a a fun kind of casual topic. And one that I think pretty much everybody, if you go to church long enough, mm-hmm. you're going to run into this, right? But what I wanted to talk to you about today and what we wanted to talk to our listeners about is what happens when you come across someone in your local church that you have different convictions with, right? Yeah. How do you go about navigating that? Because there's good ways to go about it yeah. and there's bad ways to go about <laughs> it. And obviously we're sitting here in a cigar lounge smoking <laughs> cigars, right? Which for many Christians is a very hot button hot you know you know hot button issue it's a a big topic right um and i think that there's good and gracious ways to go about uh, you know interacting with those christians that disagree with you know you on that and there's really bad ways to do that right so i wanted to throw it over to you first to jacqueline when you come across someone in conversation or maybe someone like you know comments on a picture that you post or find out you know like oh you smoke cigars like you're you're all right with like you know christians engaging in you know the gifts and things like that and they they kind of come at you a little bit right yeah how do you you know what's kind of your thought process at least at the beginning when you come across that person why don't you dive into that while i while i uh, fix you know touch up my my cigar here josh is over here just lobbing grenades at me he's like all right react react um (laughs) man so the only time i have come across this where i was really drilled to any certain degree is when I hung out with like independent fundamentalist Baptists. <laughs> like, let's be honest. About That'll this. do it. Um, yeah, that's the only. I mean, and but but let's be honest. Like, cigars was sometimes the least of their worries versus shorts. Wearing Dude, okay, shorts. Can we talk about that for a second. <laughs> what is it with? <laughs> Because Dude. because here's the thing, like I've run into this in reform circles too. And I chalk it up yeah. to a I chalk it up to a generational thing and a cultural thing. Yeah. Right? Because we're in the P and W. Like yeah. everyone's wearing shorts and flannels to church. But 
you meet some you meet some some folks sometimes of the older generation, right? Or you know those that kind of grew up maybe in the South where things are a little bit more prim and proper. Yeah, and man, you show up to church in shorts, homie, bro, dude. <laughs> you. Man, you just like, crossed the line. You had better, you had better just accepted Jesus like an hour ago. <laughs> because if you have any amount of sanctification, you better, you better it be in yeah. those slacks, boy, dude. Yeah, that was. I felt like if if I wore shorts anywhere around the the <laughs> the, uh, the IBCers, so to say. Um, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, you. I think that's on an entirely different level. I think that people can honestly, what I've seen in Reformedom, or at least like particular Baptist uh, Reformedom, is like people are pretty like gracious with one another. It's like, it's cool. You want to do that? That's fine. Um, I think the other part of it too, you might be able to speak on this, is when you get grilled online, maybe if you post stuff like cigar content or anything yeah. like that, because that, that's another generational thing too, where it's like you keep your, you know, you keep sipping, your sins to yourself. You, you keep your whiskey <laughs> sipping and your cigar yeah. smoking over there and don't bring it online. Don't bring it up in here. Mm-hmm. Um, There'll be no swearing on my Christian Minecraft server. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's like a, that's like a first start. I feel like more of the, and it depends on, I feel like depending upon where you're at in your church, if you're going to have more flavor in kind of variants of like theological disagreement or something like that, if um, you're at more of like, a, so my church is kind of more broader evangelical Protestant reformed, I guess you could say, but it's like it's like a small R reformed, you know, it's not sure. capital R, sure. but I mean, we do like the confess. They do like, I mean, my, my pastors love the confessions and they look at those for wisdom and guidance and stuff like that. It's just, they haven't like put their finger on it and said, we're this. Right. So sure. you're going to get a little bit more variance, which I see it sometimes. Um, I think there's a couple people in the church that are, uh, I want to say they're not, I think they're, well, they're definitely, um, I mean, most of the people in my church are AMLs. Yeah, sure, sure. But there's a couple that are, um, I don't know why my brain is not working right now. No. Post-mail. Posties. Post-mail. Yeah. There's like one or two that are posties. The dark side. But it's so (laughs) weird because they balance their post-mail out with like- you know, a lot of people think like post mill, like you're like dedicated, sure, sure, um, like confessional, right? Like the guy that I know, the couple people that I know who are post mill, they're it's not like it's not like they're kind of cagey about it, sure, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, you know? so, so you can have different convictions in pretty much anything, right? We just listed a whole bunch of a whole bunch of realms where you can run into this, where uh, whether it's your eschatology. You know what kind of clothes you know you wear at church? Cigars, alcohol, things like this. You know, so it, it pops up a lot in churches, yeah. right? And <clears throat> in my experience, I have found that a lot of folks within the church don't don't really do well in interacting with folks that are different 
from them in those things because I think at the base of it we have to understand what realm personal convictions take place in right and you have to have a good understanding of what is sin what is not sin and then what is left to you know what is left up to individual conscience right and that's where I think a lot of folks end up running into trouble is because they will take what you know the bible won't say is you know sinful or or doesn't put any type of law on it right and it's a matter of personal conviction for them yeah but then they will take that their conviction make law out of it and then attempt to apply that to the rest of the people that are in their church right yeah and that's when you start running into trouble and you know there's a lot more to that discussion, but 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 just isolating that first, we have to understand that 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 is that is an important piece of the puzzle that we need to get to the root of. You know, when yeah. when we're when we're interacting with folks that might not be you know handling the differences very well, more than likely, right? I would say probably nine out of ten times, it's because they have an incorrect understanding of how to how to define something as sin or how to define something as personal conscience, right? Because there's a lot of things in scripture that uh, are definitely called out as sin that no matter who you are, you're not supposed to be doing, right? And then there's a lot of things that we as Christians are okay to engage with in depending on whether or not our consciences allow us to, right? You look at the classic argument that's brought up with the weaker brother, right? To Paul, you know, um, Purchasing and 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 buying the the meat sacrifice idols wasn't a problem for his conscience, yeah. right? But it was for a younger believer, mm. right? So you see, even right there, the differences and the way that Paul tells us to honor and to love that that the, the convictions of the younger of, of of the younger believer. You see the validation on both sides, yeah. right? So we need to be very careful in engaging this argument. One, not to become legalistic, uh-huh. right? And take our personal preferences and make them law, but also on the other side to make sure that we aren't taking the freedom that we feel and the freedom that we have because of the gospel and put down those that either haven't come to that conviction yet, aren't yeah. aren't in that level of maturity yet, or simply, you know, just just disagree because for them it would be harmful to engage in those things, right? Yeah. So we run into a lot of those types of situations, right? And I just think, you know, I think one of the main things that we as Christians need to be on guard against is is showing showing patience and grace to those believers and not coming at them in a spirit of, you know, a spirit of anger. Mm-hmm. Or some way, really, you know, you know, showing our frustration in in regards to their conviction as to be like, you know, why aren't you to this level yet? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that happens a lot. I don't know if that, like, that's something that I definitely struggled with early on, is dealing with, you know, because I had very young and very immature convictions, you know, that I held very tightly to. Yeah. But I also ran into folks that called those convictions stupid. <laughs> right and came at me for having those convictions which yeah. at the end of the day just made me you know dig my heels and even even further yeah. into those things you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah i think part of it too is just i think the biggest indicator too is 
you're going to know how somebody kind of reacts to differences when you kind of see it online to a certain degree. Sure, yeah. So, on- online's just the worst to do. Yeah, it, really it is, is. On- it is the worst, but I'll say this. I and I and you brought this up too like on social media the other day about like standing with Presbyterian brothers yeah. and sisters, right? Yeah, right. So it's like you there's kind of like this agreed truce, you know? But I mean, that doesn't that doesn't take away from the fact that we that we still jab at each other here and there. Sure. And those are sure. light little jabs and yeah, those yeah. are fun. And, and as long as they remain light and good hearted, <laughs> right? It's fine. Yeah. Right. But yeah. too many people can't do that online. Dude. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Shout out to uh <clears throat> Reverend Rudy Rudy Rubio at the Reformed Church of Los Angeles. He's a good guy. He um I remember he uh I was on a call with him one time and he's like we my wife and I had been married for a little bit of time and he's like, are you baptizing your babies? My son <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something he'd say. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, bro, you know, that ain't gonna happen. Um, but I, Hey dude, like I, I feel like you can laugh some, at it. Yeah. You can laugh at yeah. it and you can joke and you can jab because I think that I think both of us are so solidified in our beliefs that, we still respect one another for the fact that you have that. And so in somewhat, you kind of have to do that as well too, of just like, Hey, you know, you may have, I, I feel like the biggest thing is like when people just hop on a, a theological bandwagon. Yeah. Right. Cause both of us right. have seen this and it's like, we know where this is going. Um, I feel like, but if you've taken the time and like really developed and really been discipled and have just not like kind of Joseph Smith drew your way into a theological belief, (laughs) you know what I mean? There's some some people that are like, oh, I was in my bed last night reading this book and then suddenly I'm this. I'm like, bro, dude, get out of here. And it changes like every year. Yeah. Like like every year there's something different, you know, just depending on who they're reading. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, so I feel like if you're doing that within a discipleship dynamic, it's a little bit better than like you just being out in the woods and oh, hundred percent coming yeah. to a Mark Driscoll conclusion. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like he Absolutely. always talked about. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, that brings up a good point. Is is I think you know, I think learning how to interact with your brothers and sisters in the context of the local church really helps with this yeah. because you, you, you learn how to interact with those that disagree with you, right? Often those that have the most visceral reactions in these types of situations on either side of the camp have them one, just because of, you know, pride or fear or, or whatever it is, but, but they're not, they don't know how to interact. They don't know how to, how yeah. to have a conversation with someone without getting heated. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you really need to have like a hold on your temper. You need to have some self-control. You need to be able to engage with, you know, let's like you brought it up, right? The whole debate of, you know, Baptist versus Presbyterians and whether or not to baptize your babies. Look, it is good to know what you believe and it's good to hold what you believe very tightly and very dearly. Right. But you need to know how to do that in a gracious and humble way that does not, you know, turn the other side of the argument into a villain. Yeah. Right. Especially in topics where it is conscience driven. Right. 
like you interpret scripture in that way. That's how you interpret the covenant. That's the sign that you believe you need to apply to your children, whether you're a presby or whether you're Baptist, right? And we need to be better at interacting with one another in a way that shows like our interaction is our interaction is stemming from a place of love and 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 a desire for unity not from a place of you're wrong and I'm going to tell you why you're wrong in every way that I can um and then that transfers into things like cigars things like alcohol right if you disagree with somebody in their conviction on whether or not to engage in those things, you need to engage that person with humility and with grace. Yeah. Right? And to do so with the understanding that this person is where they're at right now and th- because this is where God has them. Mm-hmm. Right? You aren't going to be the one to, to, f- to change their convictions. <laughs> it's going to be done through the word of God and through the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right? But too many people think that they're that guy. Oh, <laughs> you know man. what I'm saying? Like, this is my I'm job. the chosen one. <laughs> Bro, we know how Anakin fell. Let's be honest about this. Let's be honest. That's right. I killed them. I killed them all. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, like you know, you, you need to, we need to come from that mentality. Is like this is a brother or sister in Christ. I love them, therefore I'm going to interact with them through that love and through that desire for unity. Yeah. Right. And But I think a lot of it too is just like very I feel like more often I'm finding more people there's just like these minor things. And I real like I don't know. I think these last couple of years have really showed me like, hey, like I think a lot of our culture is just like, if you disagree with somebody on even the most minutia thing ever, like you're anathema to them. You yeah, know? right. Like I feel like this last couple of years has kind of been like that. And even like my wife and I are having kind of like, you know, discussions about a certain topic revolving around my infant son and, and stuff like that. And we're kind of like, you know, discussing it and kind of going back and forth and talking about it. But at the end of the day too, it's just like, okay, like, I need to have this in my mind. Like my wife is not my enemy when I'm bringing up or discussing these things. Like these are very, even though they're important, like these are very small, non salvific <laughs> discussions right. yeah. versus like, okay, the deity of Christ. Like we need to get that right. Oh, hundred percent. That's, that's a very yeah, different, yeah. like those are two very different conversations to have. Like, the person and work of Jesus revolving theologically theological conversations revolving around that beliefs around that is a very different conversation than talking about a mill versus post mill versus pre mill. Like, let's be honest about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Completely different dynamics. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like how it's like working its way out right now of, of how I see it. But a lot of it too, is just reminding yourself like, like, Hey, these are not like, this is not like an unbelievable, and this is what I see online. If you disagree with one iota of what I'm talking about, you're an unbeliever, like anathema yeah. to you. You're Get out of my team. face. And it's like, no, it's like, this is a brother and sister, possible brother and sister who loves Jesus, who want to do what's right and everything along those lines. Like, this is not, <laughs> Yeah. It is not a situation, but I feel like people go about it that way, too. Oh, 100%. If you don't agree with me, then to heck with you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And look, look, again, 
we got to have patience with one another. Like, I look back at the convictions that I had 10 years ago, and they are so different. You know, obviously, the ones that Jack is ca- talking about, the essential convictions, those don't change, right? Because those are rooted in the truths of Scripture that if they do change, you're in trouble, right? But the 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 Christian life and practice convictions, those change. Like, I remember a, a time in my life where I was very, very... Um, 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 anti-confessional, yeah, because I found the guys to be too strict and sure. and, and almost and almost um, um, gatekeeping the definition of what it means to be reformed, right? Yeah, and I ran into a lot of those guys, to be fair. But my convictions changed, and yeah. I came to you know the conviction that being confessional is a good thing and that it should be embraced, right? Convictions with cigars, the exact same thing. I used to be very anti-cigar. Um, you know, anti-alcohol because that's what, you know, Christians didn't do that. Yeah. Right. My convictions have changed as I believe I have come into a more, uh, more conformity with the word of God and a correct understanding of how to engage with the freedoms that God has given us. Right. With that though, it comes with a responsibility. Yeah. And we, we've talked about that is that when you come across a Christian that, you know, someone in your local church that doesn't share those convictions, you have to be kind and you have to be generous and gentle and humble and patient yeah. and to not lord your freedoms over that individual because that would be wrong of you to do. That would be sinful of you to do. Yeah. Right. But on the other hand, right. And this is, this is the part that I think too many, too many folks stop at and, and don't talk about. Paul calls that individual the weaker brother. Mm-hmm. Right. The point of that week of of that weakness is not to stay in that weakness. Yeah. It is it is important for us to engage in those with those individuals as they're as they're in it mm-hmm. with patience, right? And gentleness and humility. But the weaker brother is not supposed to stay weak. Yeah. They're supposed to be strong. Sure. Right? And they're supposed to as we all do grow out of those young young convictions into, I think, a more rounded, correct understanding of how to engage in those things. It doesn't mean that they are going to engage with them, right? It just means that their convictions and their understanding of those, of those, you know, of those things, whatever it is that we're talking about, becomes more, more grounded in a good, a good hermeneutic and scriptural truth, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a process that takes time, (laughs) Right, yeah. so we need to be patient with those brothers and with those sisters as they're on that journey, just like we were, right? And don't be the guy that's like, "Oh, you think you know you don't smoke cigars? What's wrong with you?" You know, yeah, or like, "Oh, you don't drink alcohol? What's wrong with you?" I have never, and I pray to God that He continues to help me to never be that guy, because, like, that's just that's just unloving, that's uncaring, mm-hmm. right? It's a much better thing to do to have the loving conversation be like so i realize you don't you know you don't you don't uh, you know you have this particular conviction let's talk about that like i'd love to hear yeah. kind of where you're coming from right and through that relationships are built and community is fostered and people know where each other stand and it's just it's so much better than you just using your freedoms in christ or your convictions you know uh, for or against and using it like a like a freaking sledgehammer yeah. and hitting people. That's <clears throat> yeah. not what we should do. Yeah. Right. So there's so much more that could be said, Jack, but we, 
my camera's going to overheat and we got to wrap <laughs> this up. But but any any last just encouraging thoughts as we're yeah as we're talking I, about just this pretty large topic. Yeah, I think the I think the biggest thing I remember this in my early days as a believer in college, and it was a lot of I was very zealous, and I would hit people over the head with scripture all the time. I would go to like. Um, certain like meetings and just be like why are you like why are you you the way that you are (laughs) Uh, well that but it's like you can be you can be a very you can be kind of bully and bullish that way too to like maybe either like weaker brethren or something like that and it doesn't help your cause like you get puffed up and it doesn't help you at all versus like oh i need to like not boast in this and actually like kind of take what Paul does like I'm the lowest of the low I shouldn't actually be you know really among the apostles or anything like that I am one praise God but you know he doesn't take that stance he kind of takes the low road of like humbleness which I think it just that needs to be cultivated more in different reformed churches like humbleness and I think just like a a a sort of like friendship playful mentality too when we do have those big disagreements of, you know, pedo baptism versus credo baptism, sure, um, you're on the same team. Yeah, you do. You, your playbook's different and stuff like that. But yeah, it's you know, try. Can we? I guess like cultivating humbleness is a huge dynamic that would do us a lot of favors in our current culture. Yeah, would and in the current church here. But I think that goes back to our local churches. Like, are we cultivating that humbleness? Are we taking the time to listen first rather than just, you know, spit out stuff and, and start, you know, making accusations first. So, yep. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Be patient, be gentle, be the person that walks with that, with that individual along the road. Don't be the roadblock that hits them over the head yeah. and causes them to just dig their heels in even farther. Yeah. Right? Let's, let's be kind to one another. Yeah. So much more that could be said, but Jack, my friend, we got Patreon apps to we record. Do. So why don't you get us out of here? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you appreciate Josh and I's attempt to make the local church central into the believer's life, you too can follow us and keep the conversation going on the sociables. You can follow us on the Facebook the metaverse so to say you can follow us on the instagram goes well with chocolate marshmallow you can follow us on the sociable formerly known as twitter that's right x x dude this is it doesn't get old uh you can you can send us a question you can dm us you can ask us anything if you have different episode ideas you can shoot us a message all on those sociable platforms at the tag at reformatory pod Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they might support us in our further endeavors. That's right. If you, if you would like to do that, then uh, we ask that you head on over to YouTube. We are on YouTube now. Um, we'll see if my camera lasted for this app. So this app may or may not be, be on YouTube. Completely we'll dark. Exactly. But but most apps are on YouTube. Just head to youtube.com slash reformatory pod. Like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell for more notifications. As the kids say, uh, you can head on over uh, if you're on Apple. Man, give us a like. You know, give us five stars. Five stars for five souls. Write us a little review. We'd really, really appreciate that. That that'd be that'd be super dope of you. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty legit. Last but not least. 
you could join the very exclusive club that is exclusive. the the Podluck. Yes. That's right. The exclusive content. You get bonus episodes every week. Exclusive uh, uh, interaction with Jack and I. Uh, cool like topics and questions and pictures and posts that we throw up there. It's just a great time. It's a lot of fun. You can head on over to the Podluck and uh, join the Reformatory Patreon. And if you do, our pledge mm-hmm. to you is that your name shall be Hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast that is our pledge to you we thank you guys for listening we love you and we will catch you on the next step of the reformatory <laughs>